miss your touch in this house right now. The Holy Ghost is moving. He Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Mm. Thank you for your spirit, Lord. Thank you for what you're doing. Thank you, Jesus. I tell you, there's a lot to be say, said for a made-up mind and having a determination where it don't even have to be in a song, but you just in your prayer, in your spirit, or just out loud in your car, say, you can't have my family. You can't have my family. You can't have my peace of mind. You can't have my breakthrough. You can't have my ministry. Uh, if we really believed that old song said the world didn't give it and the world can't take it away, ain't nothing can have what God gave you. And, man, I'm telling you, don't let the, the, the things of this world rob you of peace and rob you of strength and rob you of victory. Don't let it put a fear in you that stops you from serving God. If God be for you, who could be against you? Come on, somebody. Greater is he that's in me than he that is in the world. Oh, the Lord is on my side. I will not fear. Come on, somebody. I will lift up my eyes unto the hills from whence cometh my help. Jesus. Ooh, I feel the Spirit of the Lord. Shota masi lo samakaya shoho mokosita eta nakande mekisina mashataha helobo sokomaha elama he shana nana sokomakaha e shiko mokolabadidi setana makahi ila bashotala koda nataya bosoka taha shaka nana mokoya halada bosota.
Jesus, Jesus, we worship you, Lord. We praise you today. Oh, we praise you in this house, Lord. We love you, Jesus. Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Mm. What a powerful, powerful presence of the Lord today. So thankful that on this day that we remember the pouring out of his spirit, that we just feel his presence so strong today. Thank you, Lord. Don't you love him today? Give him a hand clap of praise in this house. Hallelujah. Jesus, if you can make your way back to your seat, I'm going to. Thank you, Jesus. I know that it's a busy day. I know people's got places to be. But I feel like I want to preach for just a few moments on this day that we remember. So if it means that much to us, we ought to. Have something to say about it, amen. Acts chapter 2, surprise. (laughs) I will not rehearse the entire chapter. There are three verses I want to go to, starting in verse 36, Acts 2 and 36 through 39. Peter was preaching... And at the conclusion of his message, he said, Therefore let all the house of Israel know assuredly that God hath made that same Jesus, whom ye have crucified, both Lord and Christ. Now when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, Men, brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, Repent and be baptized every one of you in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are afar off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. I want to preach for a few minutes from that verse of Scripture with this thought, to all that are afar off. Would you pray with me for just a moment? Let's pray for the preaching of the word today. Jesus, we just honor you and love you so much and we thank you for your wonderful word and the promises it contains. Thank you for pouring your spirit out on us, Lord, for dwelling inside of us that our bodies are the temple of the Holy Ghost. Lord, today let us hear what you would say. Give somebody hope. Give somebody an answer in this house today. We ask it in Jesus' name. Everyone said amen. Give a hand clap to the Lord before you're seated. Thank you, Lord, for what you're doing. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord, to all that are far off. This is an exciting day for uh, the church. It should be, it doesn't matter where you are. Anybody who has a Bible and believes in Jesus ought to be excited about 
the day of Pentecost, the day where the Lord fulfilled prophecy that was hundreds of years old, where he would pour out of his spirit upon all flesh. And to that time, people had felt the spirit of God. They had moved under the spirit of God. They had done mighty deeds under the feeling and the, the spirit of God would come upon people. You'll read that in the scripture and many mighty acts were done, but this would be different. It would not just be a feeling. Uh, you know, there's something about, uh, we talk about that rushing mighty wind. On that day, it said there was a sound. You know, a sound is not really something you can feel. It's something you hear. It goes inside of you. And, and God was no longer just wanting people to have chill bumps and to feel his presence. It was more than just about making the hair on the back of your neck stand up, but now he wanted to dwell in his people. And so this promise of new birth on this day and uh, the, having our sins remitted, I mean, friend, it's an answer to the question. You know, we could preach a lot of things out of this and, and realize that there were people who understood that, hey, I need an answer, and Peter gave it to them. When you uh, ask, what shall we do? That's the answer, Acts 2.38. That is the answer. But even that, sometimes we can focus so much on that that, that that we forget. There's a lot of people miss the answer that God has right here in this passage of Scripture. Listen, the Spirit living inside of us is powerful. It's exciting. It's wonderful. There's no better life than living and walking in the Spirit of God. The this is that, knowing that Joel prophesied it, that Peter preached it, and that God did it. Friend, that's exciting. And the house of Israel was there that day. Peter was preaching to his people, to his brothers, his sisters, to God's chosen people, devout men from every nation, uh, and when they were asking, what do we do? Well, Peter gave them the instruction. And, you know, we, we look at this and we think, my goodness, here's Israel, God's people. What a great people. Yeah, they were chosen and, and multiplied. And he told Abraham, he said, they'll be like the, the sand on the seashore, the stars in the sky. And, but he also said, you'd be a father of many nations. And there'll be a number in heaven that no man could number, and it won't just all be from Israel. And uh, it's exciting when you read what's going on here, but the provision of Pentecost, that new birth, it gives us hope, it gives us joy. It shows us that God can change us. Friend, if anything, it ought to show us that we could be changed, that God can make something great out of us. I mentioned this last week, but we look at the man that stood up preaching that day. He's a Jew. He, he, he believes uh, in, in the, the law. He, he had lived his life uh, living, believing, trusting in the law of Moses and doing those things, believing in the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob Till one day Jesus called him. And I read the scripture last week where it said Jesus saw him and he knew that he was a fisherman, but he called him. And I said, we think about Peter as the water walker the man with revelation, the man that uh, the Lord said, you, you know, uh, I'm, you've got this revelation, and this is the revelation, the very revelation that I'll build my church on. Peter, I'm going to give you the keys to the kingdom of heaven. And Peter was close with Jesus, and he walked with Jesus, and he did all these things with Jesus, but, but Peter was a wreck, and he was a mess, and he was a man just like you and I. 
He had faults. He was hot-headed. He was quick-tempered. He rebuked the Lord. He denied the Lord. Who knows what his life was like before he started following Jesus? But I, I, I saw this last week that Jesus didn't call the water walker and he didn't call the key holder. He called the fisherman. He called the ordinary man. He called a man that needed it. Jesus himself, he said, look, uh, the whole, those that are well, they don't need a physician, but those that are sick. I didn't come to call the righteous, but I came to call the sinners. I came to get somebody that needed help. And he said, if you'll follow me, I will make you. And Peter followed him all the way until the day of Pentecost was fully come and Peter stood up and preached as he was filled with the Holy Ghost, a message that would change the world. How exciting it is to watch the groundbreaking of the church. People, they, they go out of the ways, they take pictures, they get golden shovels and they go out for groundbreaking. They cut ribbons and they, they wear them silver hard hats and everybody's excited about the groundbreaking of the new Whataburger or in and out Burger or whatever it is you like. You know, we're so excited about what's new that's coming, but what about the groundbreaking of the church where God was building his church, adding to the church daily such as should be saved? It's exciting, but the part that excites me and inspires me speaks to me, and it ought to speak to every other human on the planet. It's what he said in verse 39. For the promises unto you and to your children. He's talking to Israel. But then, and to all that are far off. All that are far off. Friend, that ought to excite you to no end. Because he just told me that there is hope for us all. That people that don't know him right now have hope. That people that have, who don't even think about him right now have hope in this world. It is a promise and provision for us all. Not just for the devout, not for the righteous, not for, the, uh, for those that are holy, but he said for the lame, for the sick, for those that are not whole, to the Gentiles. Hello, that's us. To the Gentile nation. All that are far off. Not just everybody that lives far away from Jerusalem. Not a geographical term or not a timeline that far off is in many, many years, but what the scripture says about being far off. Ephesians 2 and 13 says, but now in Christ Jesus, you who were sometimes far off are now made nigh or you're brought close by the blood of Christ. He's not talking about a geographical far off. He's talking about where you're at in your heart, where are you at in your life. And he's telling us on this day of Pentecost that there is an answer for those that don't know God. They've heard about him, but they don't know him, but there's hope for him anyway. Maybe they have not even heard of this Jesus. Maybe they don't know that he loves them so much. Maybe they don't know that even when they were in sin, he died for them anyway. Maybe they don't know about the love and mercy and grace of God, but this is what Peter is saying. He, he didn't want the Jews to think because uh, they already thought, hey, it's all about us anyway. We were born of Abraham and we're Abraham's seed and, and it's all about the law and it's all about Moses. And they were so sure they were right. He didn't want them thinking this is only for you. He said, but it is for you 
and it's for your children, but it's also to them that are far off. It's to the stranger. It's to the Gentile. It's to the sinner. It's to the alcoholic. It's to the drug addict. It's to the liar. It's to the thief. It's to the murderer. It's to everyone with sin in their life. If you've ever walked this earth and breathed breath out of your body, honey, it's for you. I'm glad today that there was a Pentecost because it gives me hope. And on January the 13th, 1993, I had my own Pentecost. And I realized that God could take a broke up, broken hearted, used up little boy and turn him into something else. Friend, there's hope for you today. You hear what I'm saying? You think, well, I know so-and-so. I got family. I got kids. I got uh, all kind of people in my life. I don't know if God will ever get them. Yes, he can. Because all who are far off, uh, this is for them. There's an answer for the ones who are lost. We think there's no hope for them. Ah, read what he said. He said there's hope for those, but somebody's got to tell them. Somebody's got to let them know. You don't have to keep going like this. You don't have to stay disturbed and broke down and worried and stressed and full of anxiety all the time. You don't have to be wondering, well, am I going to make it if the trumpet sounds? Honey, if you'll just give yourself to God, if you'll just go ahead and realize uh, that God made a way for me. Oh, I know I once was lost, but now I'm found. I was blind, but now I see. I was empty, but now I have been filled with the Holy Ghost. And if God is on my side, and if God be for me, who can be against me? Oh, I like that part about I'm talking in tongues. That's great. I like that part about people getting baptized. That's great. I like that part about them that's far off because uh, that's who I was. Uh, I like that part that he said, I'm going to give you hope. Uh, you're, not, you're not a Hebrew. You're not Jewish. I couldn't say a word of Hebrew if I wanted to. But let me tell you, I can talk in tongues as the Spirit of God gives the utterance. Uh, hey, I can lift my hands and lift my voice and I can bless the Lord at all times and his praise be continually in my mouth because God put a praise in this heart. Oh, it was a heart of stone, but he made it a heart of flesh. Uh, friend, let me tell you, it was hard. It was full of anger and bitterness. It was lost. It was hopeless till Jesus let me know. Till somebody said, hey, to all who are far off, even as many as the Lord, our God shall call. And so Paul wrote to the church in Ephesus. He said, in Jesus, those of you who are way out there. Oh, you was far out. You was way past the shallow end. You was going down for the last time. But Jesus in his blood has pulled you close. It's drawn you back in. You're, you're close now. The, and, and, and we're made now by the blood. Well, listen, that's Pentecost. Because the blood for remission is applied through baptism in his name. That's why Jesus said, ye must be born again. You must be born of water and of the Spirit. Why, Jesus, why? Because until you go down in his name, there is no other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. There's one Lord, one faith, and one baptism. Peter said it in another place, the light figure whereinto baptism doth also now save us. Jesus even said, he that believeth and is baptized shall be saved. 
because you can't be saved carrying around the sins of the past. They've got to be remitted. And so that's why Peter preached and said to the Jews, he told the Jews, because salvation is to the Jew first. He preached it to the Jews first. The Lord told him, go preach repentance and remission of sins in Jerusalem in my name. You're going to preach to the Jews. You're going to preach in my name. You're going to let them know. You're going to let my people know this is their salvation. But it's also to them that are far off. Romans 6 and 3. See, listen. No, you're not. So many of us, as we're baptized into Jesus Christ, we're baptized into his death. You're baptized into Jesus. People say, well, how do I get in Jesus? How do I, but now in Christ Jesus, how do I get in there? Baptism. Galatians 3 and 27, he repeated himself, for as many of you as have been baptized into Christ have put on Christ. I want to be a new creature. Well, how do you become a new creature? I become a new creature when I'm in Christ. That's 2 Corinthians 5, 17. If any man be in Christ, he's a new creature. How do I get into Christ? You're baptized into Christ. That's how you become a new creature. That's where the blood is applied. That's where the remission of sins happen. That's where you go down and you come up to walk, it says in Romans 6, in the newness of life. That's for us. There's hope for us. Oh, I've been walking this way. I've been walking that way. I've been walking in a bad place. But there's now a chance that you can walk in the newness of life. People don't believe that believing in Jesus and obeying Jesus can really change your life. But it can. It can. Let me tell you, it, it stopped things in my life. And it started things in my life. And I'm so glad for the things that it stopped. Because I drank every day. Not every once in a while, every day. I'd get off work and I'd stop and buy something I'd drink on the way home. I'd go meet my friends, I'd drink that night. Monday through Monday, seven days a week, it didn't matter. What day a week, I didn't go to church then. Sunday was, was you know, we was trying to find a store that would sell beer on Sunday because we wanted to drink all the time, that's all we did. I drank, I smoked dope, I fought all the time, angry, mean, punch you in the mouth, just soon look at you. That's the way I lived my life. And it was getting me nowhere fast. And one day I went into a church not even looking for anything. Just did it to satisfy somebody. Get off my back, I'll go. Oh, but there I heard. And there I felt the love of Jesus. And I thought, man, something's going on in this place. <laughs> something's happening here. <laughs> I don't know what it is. It's scary. It's scary. I ain't allowed. It must scared me, but but I was scared. I was like, I don't know what's happening in this place. What's going on? People falling in the floor. People talking in tongues, running around in the, in the church. I don't know what's going on in this house, but it just kept getting on me and and talking to me and getting to me. And it was every message that my, that pastor at that time. I just called him Pastor Everhart because I didn't. He wasn't my pastor then, but everything he would preach, man, it was just like it was getting there. And I realized on that night when I knew I was worthless and nothing, when I knew that I was far off, all of a sudden, God was tapping on me and said, hey, I'm talking to you. No, you can't be talking to me. I'm still probably hungover from yesterday. Yeah, I'm still talking to you. I don't care. I've got it. You hear what I'm doing? I'm giving you an answer. 
I'm letting you know that even those that are far off, there's hope. And even those that don't see that right now you're just in darkness. You know what he said? I'll call you out of darkness into my marvelous light. You just got to hear the voice and follow the voice and get out of there. Because friend, let me tell you, there is light at the end of the tunnel and it ain't a train. It's the Lord. It's the Lord. He's trying to pull you out of that place. He's trying to get you out of that horrible place, out of that miry clay. He's trying to get you out of that, that depression, out of that heartbreak. He's trying to get you out of that sickness, out of that addiction. He's trying to get you out. He's trying to get you out of that perversion and out of those things that are unlike him. He's trying to pull you out. And on that day of Pentecost, you think everybody thinks it was a bunch of real nice holy people waiting around. Oh, Yay, here comes something from the Lord. But you know what? There was a lot of them that probably the day before had stole. There's a lot of them the day before that had lied. There's probably some the day before that had committed adultery. I mean, it was all, hey, hey, they were sinners too. It was rampant just like it is today. But they were there because that's what you do. You go to where the Lord is so you can get an answer. And so they showed up not expecting to see what this, not expect, what is going on? My goodness, it's Pentecost. We hear all these people talking in our own language. They're talking in tongues. They must be drunk. I've yet to figure out how being drunk gives you the ability to speak another language. <laughs> you drink too much wine. Hey, he, can talk, he can speak Spanish. What? <laughs> you, you can't speak at all. You know, but... But this is, and they're there, and all of a sudden, they get what they've been looking for. They didn't know it. They thought they were fine. But now they realize, hey, we need this for the promises unto you and to your children. And, man, they're telling their kids about everything. But now, all of us that are far off, it's for all of us. John chapter 7, uh, Jesus said this, John 37 and 37, in the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and he cried, saying, If any man thirst, well, I'd like to get my thirst quick. You missed what he said. Any man, Jew, Gentile, holy, unholy, well or sick, righteous, unrighteous, Short, tall, old, I don't care. Diseased, discouraged, brokenhearted, addicted. If any man thirst, if there is a craving inside of you that the world won't satisfy anymore, I've got the answer. Come unto me and let him drink. Oh, I'm trying to tell somebody today, oh, there's hope for those that are far off. You may feel like I'm so far away from God, he don't even know my name, but honey, he knows the number of hairs on your head, and he wants to give you something today that will change you forever. Oh, I know I'm getting a little loud, but it said he cried. He, 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 he don't have the same effect. I'd like to think maybe he stood up in a chair. Maybe got on a table. If any man. Oh no, we don't let them in here, Lord. 
I said, any man. Oh, oh no, no they, they don't come here. Any man. They don't believe like me. Any man. They don't look like me. Any man. Oh, come on, somebody. If any man thirst, because he died for all of us. So he said, if any man is lacking, if any man is craving, if any man's thirsting, if any man's needing something to satisfy him, then come to me. We know he told the woman at the well, the well, not the well, but the well, if you keep going to this well, you're going to always stay thirsty. If you keep going back to the world, you'll never be satisfied. But if you'll take this living water, if you'll take this, oh, you'll never, ever thirst again. You will lose your cravings. You will lose your desire for the things of this world. If any man, oh, I know, and he was talking. I didn't even read what he said. He that believes on me, as the scripture said, out of his belly shall flow rivers of living water. But this he spake of the Spirit which they that believe on him should receive. For the Holy Ghost was not yet given because he was not yet glorified, but he has been glorified now. And the Holy Ghost is for all of us today. It's for anybody. You, I don't know how many people you'll pass on your way home today. Every single one of them is a candidate for the Holy Ghost to be filled with the Spirit of God. You go to a football game and you're sitting in the middle of 92,000 people. That's 92,000 people that need the Holy Ghost. And they can have it. They can have it. Any man. Revelation 22 and 17 at the end of the book. The Spirit and the bride, that's the church. The Spirit and the church, the Spirit and the bride say, come. And let him that hears say, come. Let him that is a thirst come. And whosoever will, let him take of the water of life freely. Ah, whosoever will. Any, whosoever all that are far off, there's no exclusion from Jesus. So stop excluding yourself. Well, that's for other people. That's not for everybody. Can you understand the words that are coming out of my mouth? Any, all, whosoever. Stop excluding yourself from what God wants you to have. He, he, want, he didn't stop with Israel. He said, sure, the promise is you and your children, but it's not those that are far off. Even as many as the Lord our God shall call, he's calling everybody, all of us. The need is undeniable. You must be born again. Jesus said it, John 3, born of water, born of spirit. You must be born again. The provision is unrestricted to all who are far off. It's to the unrepented, to the lost. It's like we think that, hey, we need the saved to come in and get saved. What? 
Jesus said, I come to seek and save that which is lost. I don't have to go looking for those that are saved. But we, we are like church is supposed to be for the saved. Come get saved, resaved. Unrepented, lost, heartbroken, captive, slave to this world. Friend, let me tell you, God's got something for you. Stop disqualifying yourself. Anyone who has experienced a this is that moment was just like you and me. Peter was just like you and me. Paul, oh, Paul, revelations. Man, that who can preach. He preached long people fall asleep and flip out windows, and he just goes and resurrects them and brings them back up to preach some more. He's like Aquaman. He survives shipwreck. He gets bit on the hand. He shakes it off in the fire. He, Paul, the super preacher, super preacher. He was Saul of Tarsus, and he was killing Christians. He was just like you and me, denying Jesus. And Jesus said, no, I ain't going to kill him. I'm going to wake him up. I'm going to show him who I am. I'm going to tell him what I got. Woo, come on, somebody. And that's what he did. I'm Jesus that you're persecuting. And Ananias came and told him, said, look, God's got plans for you. And he said, you need to get up because you're going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. That's Acts chapter 9, verse 17. He said, you're going to be filled with the Holy Ghost. Paul said, I speak in tongues more than you all. So I know he was filled with the Holy Ghost, just like on the day of Pentecost. But then in Acts 22 and 16, Ananias, uh, he was a recanting or re repeating his story in Acts 22 and 16. Did I give you that scripture? Yeah. He said, why are you tarrying? What are you waiting for? Arise, be baptized. Wash away your sins, calling on the name of the Lord. It was for Paul too. So he was no longer Saul the persecutor. He's Paul the preacher. He changed him. He made some, but he went after the persecutor. I want the one that's persecuting me. I want the one that's uh, causing people to blaspheme my name and he's throwing people in prison and he's standing by while they're stoned to death. That, I want him. Why? Because I'll show you what he can do when I get through with him. You would be surprised at what God could do with you if you would let him. If you would just let him have it all. Let him have your life. Just submit to him. Commit to him. Live your life for God. Let him fill you with his spirit. What are you waiting on? If you hadn't been baptized in Jesus' name, there's the water. We can go get, we can get in the water. I'll finish preaching in the pool if I have to. Friend, we'll baptize you and your sins can be washed away. Calling on the name of the Lord. I'm getting ready to finish. I got to show you. First, you know, a lot of people don't like this, this little passage of scripture because they think, people's stuff. You know what? I don't care if people really, if they do know my stuff from the past, because that's who I was. It's not who I am. And so, you know, I don't go around talking and giving details about things I did in my life. My wife will tell you, I don't talk about my past. I don't, I don't like it, so I don't talk about it. But there are people who knew me then and knew me when. But now they know me now. But here's what he said, 1 Corinthians. This, these, these are the people God goes for. Don't you know that the unrighteous shall not inherit the kingdom of God? 
Well, we were all disqualified at one time. He said, don't be deceived. In other words, don't think you're going to get away with any of this and still get in. Neither fornicators. Big in this world today. Idolaters, adulterers, effeminate. That's big in this world today. Nor abusers of themselves with mankind. Not thieves, not covetous, not drunkards, not revilers, not extortioners. They shall not inherit the kingdom of God. And such were some of you. You know who this letter is to? This letter wasn't hanging up down at the tavern. This was a letter to the church. He wrote this to the saints. And he said, hey, guess what, Joe Song leader? That was you. Hey, Rick the preacher, that was you. Hey, JT the usher, that was you. And such were some of you. Oh, I don't want to tell nobody that, Jesus. Why? Look how beautiful you are now. Look what God made you. Uh, I, granted, I, I don't need everybody to know everything about my past, but, but I, didn't, I didn't say raise your hand when I called out your past. I, I tell you, keep your hands down. Don't, oh, that was me. Don't, don't do that. But the thing is, is now you realize God went for me when I was like that. He went for me when I was tied up in that. I was far off. I was far off. Hey, you could have been living in downtown Jerusalem and still been far off. And, and so we were far off. And he said, such were some of you. But now, what, this is why I love it. Such were some of you. Here comes Pentecost. But you're washed. Yeah, but you're washed. The word washed is apalau, which means have remitted. What's washing got to do with remission? Exactly what Jesus said. Preach repentance and remission of sin in my name. Well, how did Peter preach it? Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for remission of sin. Baptism is the washing. It's the, it means to wash fully, have remitted. It comes from the same word in the Greek that means to baptize. And so... The reason I can say such were some of you is because I know you have been baptized because that's what I preached. That's, that's, that's what I preached to you. In, in the, that's what Paul preached. He preached the gospel, the, the death, burial, and resurrection, repentance, baptism, and being filled with the Holy Ghost. So anyway, but you're washed, but you're sanctified, but you're justified in the name of the Lord Jesus. So you're washed in the name of the Lord Jesus and uh, you're justified by the Spirit of our God. Born of water, born of Spirit. That's what he was talking about to them that are far off. But look at who he went to. Oh, let's, see, let's build a church in Corinth. Uh, should we get some thieves? Well, no. What about some murderers? What? What about some drunks? They, they, they make good people. Dude, go find me some some priests, go get me some holy men, get me some people that live right. He said, I'm building this church with fornicators and idolaters and adulterers and abusers of themselves, thieves. But that's such were. That's who you were. People that had no hope, he gave them hope and made them, hold on. Paul called to be an apostle of Jesus Christ through the will of God and soften these, our brother, unto the church of God, which is at Corinth, 
to them that are sanctified in Christ Jesus, called to be saints. Adulterers, called to be saints. Thieves, called to be saints. Extortioners, called to be saints. With all that in, with, with all, it ain't just one church in Corinth, with all that in every place call upon the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. Don't get it confused. That don't just mean calling out his name. Ananias told Paul, while you tarrying, arise and be baptized, washing away your sin, calling on the name of the Lord. That's, that's where the first time that, that scripture was ever mentioned is in Joel, prophesying about the day of Pentecost. Next time you hear it, Peter's preaching it on the day of Pentecost. The next time you hear it, Ananias is quoting it to Paul at his baptism. When you call on the name of the Lord, that's calling on his name in baptism. Paul the perse- Saul the persecutor, Paul the preacher. Whew. Friend, I could just go on and on about people that were far off in the scripture, but then Jesus brought them. We could sit and talk in this room for hours about who we were, but our friend, I'm, I'm thinking about who I am. Listen, the Lord doesn't care where you've been. He cares where you are, and he cares where you're going. Because he can take care of where you've been, and he can help you where you are, and he can sure provide for where you're going. So let's stand together this morning, and on this day of Pentecost, I want to ask you, to examine yourself because you know where you are, you and the Lord. I'm not your, I'm, I don't have a tape measure trying to measure where you are, how far you are. That ain't my job, ain't a job I want. But you know, and if you feel like there's some things, you know, the more things you get between you and God, the farther away you are. And we think far If you're, about to, if you're about to fall off a cliff or you fall off and you reach up and you miss the edge by, by about a half inch, it was too far away. We think far means like miles and miles and miles. You miss it by a quarter inch, it was too far away. Whatever is between you and the Lord today, you can lay it down at this altar. If you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins, you can do that today. And I'll pray when you come out of that water that you'll receive the gift of the Holy Ghost speaking in other tongues. It can happen. It can happen. But before we come to this altar, we're going to pray a prayer of repentance right where we are together. It's always easier when you're praying with everybody. And ain't no one of us sitting in here today that can afford to miss a prayer of repentance. We need it. So, would you lift your hands and lift your voice and just say, Lord, I'm sorry. Come on, I can't pray it for you. Use your mouth. Use your words. Father, forgive me. I've let things come between you and me. I've turned my back on you. I've not been as close as I should be. Father, forgive me. I repent for the things I've let get between you and me. 
I'm sorry for the things that I haven't done and I'm sorry for the things that I have done. Forgive me today, oh God. Cleanse me and wash me. Forgive me, God. Lord, I repent today and I'm gonna do my best from this point forward to walk in the way that you want me to walk, to do the things that you want me to do and to serve you all the days of my life. In Jesus' name, praise God. Now, if you wanna come to this altar for just a few moments and pray and lift your hands and worship God, I'm gonna stand right here. And if you need to be baptized in Jesus' name, you come tell me and we'll take a walk to the pool right now. We'll go right this moment and we'll baptize you in Jesus' name. If you need the Holy Ghost, if you wanna come down, these kids, maybe these kids that need the Holy Ghost, if you wanna come down and pray, there'll be somebody to pray with you today. Pray you through the Holy Ghost. Let's come and pray. If you see somebody up here, come pray with them. Don't leave them by themselves. Come pray with them. Come pray with them. Yeah.
I'm so thankful for the presence of the Lord. I'm thankful for these children praying. Had one young man, Cortez, told me he wanted to get baptized. So we're going to, uh, his daddy said his mama want to be here for that. So I'm, uh, if anybody wants to get baptized today, I'm ready for you. But next week, if you, if you haven't been baptized in Jesus' name, and you're just not sure about it, you need to read it, pray about it, talk to somebody about it. Talk to one of your friends. Give me a call. I'll talk to you about it. Next Sunday, we're going to have this water ready. You got friends that haven't been baptized, family that haven't been baptized, you need to talk to them about it. And we're going to have the water ready next week. You need to be making a decision. Do I want to obey what the Word of God said? Because the Word said to be baptized. Let's do it. Let's get our family, our friends, our loved ones baptized in Jesus' name. And then let's help them to serve the Lord. Don't just leave them wet and wondering. <laughs> let's take, let's, come on, let's, man, let's, let's disciple them. Let's teach them to love Jesus and to follow him. But there's a starting point. I believe in him. You're on the right track. The Bible says, what shall be the end of them that obey, not the gospel? We can believe and not obey. I want, I want to believe. Got to believe. You ain't going far without it. But we also need to obey the scripture. Praise God. Thank you for being in the house of God today. I pray the Lord will bless you mightily and keep you. Tomorrow night at 7 o'clock, we'll be here to pray. If you decide by tomorrow you want to get baptized, then be here tomorrow night, and we'll baptize you in Jesus' name. Pray you through the Holy Ghost, whatever. We just, every service is going to be a Pentecost service. I don't care what day of the week it is. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. All right, gang. Be safe. We love you. God bless you. You're dismissed in Jesus' name.